0: The host of this podcast lived a life that included 52 trips to Las Vegas to bet on baseball for a living. A life that included selling over $1.5 million worth of bootleg DVDs and lost it all. A life that included being sued by the NFL for $10 million, a $119,000 tax lien, house in foreclosure, no job, divorced, an emotional wreck. Living on government assistance and finally on the floor with a gun to his head. And now he's risen from the ashes, from the ashes, and turned it all around. This is the League King podcast with Russ Ward Tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business get clients and produce amazing results. Russ will teach you strategies that he used to build himself up from one of the lowest points of his life. Now, with a thriving, growing business that just had its first $30,000 month, he can teach you to go from zero to $10,000 a month and more. This is the Lead King Podcast, and this is Russ Ward.
1: Hey everyone, welcome once again to the King Podcast. My name is Russ Ward and I am your host. Thank you once again for tuning in. And today I am excited to have a very special guest. He is not just a digital marketing expert, but he is also one of my closest friends and one of my very first clients I ever had when I started doing coaching calls uh, just over 18 months to two years ago. So my guest today is Lance Greenberg from Greenberg Media. Lance has a wealth of knowledge to share with us, also a very inspiring story to share. So I just want to welcome you to the podcast, Lance. Thanks for coming on to the Lead King podcast.
2: Hey, how's it going, man? Happy to be on.
1: Awesome, brother. Thank you for coming. Thanks for taking the time today. Um, So I just wanted to kind of start out the podcast with, um, you know, giving everybody a little bit of background about where you came from, because a lot of people in digital marketing, one of the reasons why I have this podcast is to help people relate to, you know, when they're in a down spot, like, damn, can I ever get back from this again? And I mean, you have a story of redemption that kind of trumps almost everybody's I've ever heard. Can you just give us a little background of how bad it got and where, where you came from?
2: Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, how far back you want me to go?
1: <laughs> where, wherever you feel appropriate, brother.
2: Yeah. So, so pretty much, I mean, most of my life has been uh, pretty rough. You know, my my dad started, he's not my biological dad, but the guy who I called dad started raising me when I, when he was about 15. And, um, so, you know, I watched him go through struggles and stuff like that. And then, uh, eventually I got kicked out when I was 17 cause I was, uh, kind of bad. Am I allowed to cuss? I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss.
1: <laughs> sure. We just have to put the explicitive um, disclaimer on the show, but that's fine. Go ahead. Cuss okay. away.
2: All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Yeah, it, you know, I was kind of an asshole and uh, kind of misguided. And anyway, I went through my own struggles and stuff. Had kids at a young age, and uh, because my biological dad was never there, and I had this thing where you know I was trying to accomplish with that, and we ended up. So I I became a concrete finisher. I didn't know anything about digital marketing or, or any of that stuff, man. And uh that's what my dad did. He's a concrete finisher. Ended up injuring my back severely and had a back surgery that was actually a failed surgery. And um my back was even worse after that. And at that time, you know, I was dealing with addiction to to opiates and uh just going through a hard time. And my kids' mom had left me, so it was just me and my kids. And I went out every single day cause I had a choice to either, you know, try and collect disability or go out and which is only like 800 bucks a month, which can't, you know, raise kids off of, uh, 800 bucks a month. It's just not going to happen. Right. So I went out every day and I tried to find a job and nobody would hire me except I got a job at this gym, which is weird because I was out of shape. I was uh, in pain and um, just having issues with my back is the only place that hire me. So, and this is kind of how I got into digital marketing because I used to have to go out every, this, this company took pride in not spending any money on marketing. So, which was, which is stupid. It's like basically like me bragging about how far I can crawl, you know, even though I'm an adult and I can walk, but they took pride in that. And so I would have to go out every day and go and find, you know, 30 names and numbers and book my own appointments. And I got kicked out of everywhere on the east side of Indy, which is not the best demographic. And um, so I wanted to find a way to get my own traffic. Uh, I got really good at sales. I did all these courses, I did Tony Robbins stuff, and I developed myself to where I could have, you know, like real communication skills and not be a caveman. and That's how I got into digital marketing was, uh, you know, I started taking courses and stuff like that. I was still working at my job and I was okay at ads, man. I was all right. And, um, you know, my family, we went through some struggles and I started getting okay at it and getting some clients. And then I had an issue at my job. Uh, you know, they were, I'm not going to get into that, but it was, it was kind of a turning point for me. And it was a fork in the road where I had to decide. And I decided to quit my job, even though I had four kids, I had a wife, um, decided to quit my job. And I had like one client or two clients. It's back when I only charged like 500 bucks a month or whatever, which we charge a lot more than that now. Um, But, you know, I was running all these issues with clients and that's kind of how I met you. Uh, Like I had, I had some okay months where I was like, okay, this is going to work. And then it just like flatlined. And I had all these clients just like kicking my ass, just dragging me through the mud. I I was just attracting the wrong people and just struggling, just not just with acquisition, but it was more of like leading my clients and stuff. And then I met you and then, uh, you know, I'd been following your story and stuff and I was super inspired and I was like, dude, if Russ can do it, I can do it too. And uh, that's when when you started helping me with you know like how to lead clients, how to you're like dude, the, you got to get new clients, man. These people are like you're you're never going to get them results, you know. It, it's not going to work because of, I was just dealing with some nasty people. And then you know you taught me some stuff about uh, chatbots. I got into that and it like blew up my business. And then you helped me refine my lead gen and that like blew up my business. And after that, dude, I had ultimate confidence. I was like, okay, I can do this shit, you know? And, um, it's crazy, man, because you know, I was barely able to make like, I don't know, man, I was barely able to make like 5k a month or something. If even that, like I'd have, I remember there were times dude, where like, I don't really cry that much, but there were times where my wife was freaking out and like, I was up late at night and I like cried because I was like, what am I going to do? You know? And so that was meeting you was like a huge turning point. It was, it was almost like I had all these people on my client roster that were like, almost like bullies, man. And you were like, Hey dude, don't take that shit. Like here's what you need to do. You know? And I had this love, I had no, and I see this a lot with digital marketers. Some of, like one of the guys that works for me, that's kind of how I met him. And he had like such low confidence like I did. And I looked at his stuff and I was like, dude, you're, you're pretty good. And it was kind of the same with you and me. You're like, Hey dude, you're actually like pretty good. You just need to change this, and this, and this. So dude, that was like a huge turning point. And uh, now, you know, two or three years later, we have an office downtown. Uh, I've got two people um, working for me. Um, you know, I mean, we're crushing it, man. Like that, that was a huge turning point meeting you, watching your success, and then having those conversations with you, which, you know, after the first time I invested with you, I invested multiple other times after that. And, uh, that was a huge turning point for me, huge turning point.
1: Well, first I want to say thank you for, for the kind words and trusting me because you were one of the very first coaching people I've ever had, one of my first coaching clients. And I'm literally getting goosebumps hearing you talk about this because at the time, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, hey man, are you sure you're getting enough value from this, right? I wasn't even sure that I was providing enough value to people at the time. And I just wanted to make sure that I was providing plenty of value for the money that people were spending with me. Yeah. Let's just back up a little bit because I think you were a little bit too humble in that analysis there you went through a time where you were literally homeless and living in a car, or a homeless shelter or something along the way. Like you overcame yeah. a lot more than you just described there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And how did yeah. you transition from working at a car dealer or working not at a car dealership, but working at a, at a gym? Were you doing a side hustle with digital marketing? How did this all work together?
2: Um. So, I mean, honestly, man, it's, it's hard to even think about or talk about, but we, you know, me and my kids, we, so I, I made a lot of uh interesting choices. I don't want to say bad, because I don't regret my kids at all. They're the best thing that ever happened to me. But you know, I ha- I basically had four kids with two different women, right? And both women, which I'm not if they ever listen to this, I'm not dogging them or anything. This is stuff that happened in the past. I made mistakes, obviously. But both of them ended up leaving me with the kids. And I didn't know, dude, I didn't know what I was doing, man. I was like, in my 20s i mean you know like imagine being in your 20s and you have all these kids and you're you're trying to figure stuff out and like you have no communication skills you have no you know everything for me like we're from new jersey and you know out there everybody kind of just yells at each other and that's kind of how i grew up we moved to indiana and it was like people don't do well with that and they don't do well with like sheer like blunt honesty and that's what i was used to so I would go into all these job interviews, and I would literally say, "Yeah, you know, I don't have." It, it was like you've seen Step Brothers, right?
1: I haven't. What is it?
2: Uh, the movie with uh, with Will Ferrell and um, shit. I can't remember the other guy. But they basically, hopefully, somebody listening to this has seen that movie. But they go into all these job interviews and they screw them all up because they basically say everything they're bad at. That was me. I was so blunt and so honest. I'd go in and I would be like, "Hey, I have no skills." I don't have a GED. I have no education. My back is pretty fucked up, but hey, I'm an honest guy, and I'll do whatever it takes. And then I would never get the job, and I would be like, "Why?" I thought knit, n—like I would think that I nailed it, you know, because I was so honest. And um, yeah, we went through some hard times. We lived in hotels. Uh, we stayed in a family shelter. There was only—there's only one. There actually, there's three family shelters in the entire state that will take a man um, with children. All the other ones, if you have children, you have to be a woman. So we, I got lucky. There was one spot at one of them, and we stayed in Hallville, which here in Indy, if you've ever been here, it's kind of a, a rough place. We stayed there through birthdays, holidays, very tough time. Then we lived in hotels. Um, you know, I've washed my kids' clothes in the bathtub before, and we would get kicked out every week because, you know, we, we had to pay like a weekly rent. And I, had to, I basically lived out of my van and, uh, went through a very, 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 very hard time, man. Um, it was, it was really rough. And honestly, like I wouldn't have got that job at the gym had one of my buddies not put in a good word. And I went in and I was basically begged him. I was like, please, I will, I will do whatever it takes. I will work whatever hours it takes. And, um, you know, I had an organization help me out and, you know, they had a family that like watched my kids while I work. It was, it was a very, 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 very tough time in my life that, and, you know, dealing with my back, holding me back. I mean, it hurt to even walk or put on my clothes. So yeah, man, it, it, the, the marketing stuff didn't really start until I got good at sales. I started getting really good at sales to where like, I, people thought I was crazy. They're like, dude, you, you Jedi mind fuck people. That's what they would say to me. Um, cause I would go into a parking lot. Like literally we would go, I would take my team into like a Walmart or something, or I would go in myself, a Walmart, a Kroger, uh, a drive through. It didn't matter, dude. And I would go start talking to people about their fitness goals and, um, and I would get their name and number, dude, I would just show up at the gym cause I didn't have a license or a car at the time my license had been suspended 32 times in that time of my life because I was so broke. I had gotten a ticket for, um, like a headlight or something. And I was so broke that I, I couldn't stop driving. And so I just kept getting pulled over, pulled over, pulled over. So I was literally walking around like getting people's names and numbers, but I would like convince people, to take me in their car and go over to the gym and I would sign them up for a gym membership and personal training. And that's really where it started, man. And, um, just like trying to believe in myself and I got super into like, um, Tony Robbins stuff and, you know, somebody, um, paid for me to go do Dale Carnegie. So other people, you know, other people kind of saw potential in me, man. And kind of like you did, And they took me under their wing a little bit. And, uh, you know, I I just got to a point where I was closing so many sales that er all the, you know, everybody that had a business that knew who I was, they were trying to recruit me. And, you know, I just wanted a way to be able to generate my own traffic because the companies I worked for, especially here in Indiana, they are very old school and, they don't believe in digital marketing. They don't understand the power of it. So they would rely on like, you know, the little lead boxes. I don't know if you've ever seen those where people put in their name and number. Yeah. They would rely on door traffic. They would rely on all these other things. And I'm listening to grant Cardone. I'm listening to Tony Robbins. I'm listening to all these guys talk about, you got to create opportunities. You got to create opportunities. Right. And you know, I remember you always saying stuff like that. And so you know, at that time of my life, I didn't know you, but I was listening to those guys and I'm like, dude, I got to create, I have to figure out a way to create. So I started running ads for the gym and generating my own leads. And then I was, I was trying to set it up to where they knew me, liked me and trust me before they ever got to the gym. And you know, my boss did not like that. The guy I was working for, he was totally against it. And literally every company I went to, they were against that. And I just, I didn't want to rely on their, on their traffic to dictate my income. And so that's really how I got into digital marketing. I mean, I've taken a lot of courses, you know, before I started working with you, I would say I, I most of the stuff I took was like fluff. And, uh, it was just like, you would get to the end of the course and I'm sure a lot of marketers and, and other and business owners and stuff, they relate with this. You get to the end of the course and it's like, okay where's the rest? Like, where's the part where you tell me to actually like, you know, do stuff like generate leads. And, um, yeah, I remember the first time I took one of your courses, I was like, dude, this is like so great because it was literally like, first you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. And then I turned it on And I waited a couple hours or an hour or something it's like leads started coming through. And I was like, no way, dude. No way. (laughs) And uh, there was just so many courses, man, even with some of the bigger names. I tell you, one of the, the, uh, another defining moment for me was like, so around the, before you started helping me, before I started working with you, I had a lot of guys reach out that were like, they were like, bigger name people, big name. I'm using air quotations for anybody that's, that can't see me, but they would like reach out and talk shit to me, man. And tell me I look like a moron. And like, yeah, dude, they would tell me this stuff.
1: Why would they do that? Like, how
2: did they find you? I don't know, dude. I don't know. And, uh, it's just crazy, man. And, um, yeah, dude. So I don't, I don't remember where I was going with that, honestly, but that's kind of what I was dealing with. That's what I was going through all this adversity. And, you know, that's how I got into, into paid traffic is just trying to create something for myself because I had no skills. I had no, you know, until I started learning sales, dude, I had nothing, man. The, right. the day that I got that job at that gym, I was literally trying to figure out we had gotten a small apartment and um I was getting ready to get evicted because I just I didn't have any money. And uh I was literally out on the street selling Gatorade because it was like a hundred and something degrees. And I walked in with well, a bunch of coolers and shit dripping all over the floor. Like that this is like my everyday reality. Like it was pure survival and hustle, man. And um yeah, I'm I'm really thankful to to be where I'm at right now, it's honestly, dude, it's sometimes it's unreal. It's like,
1: yeah, man. That's, just,
2: I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Man.
1: That's an amazing story. And, and for people that haven't really been in situations like these, I, I know that they can't really accurately portray in their mind how much of a, just a a survival instinct it is all day long. Like all you think about all day long is how am I going to eat? How am I going to pay? How am I going to do this? And and you don't have the ability to really take in information or help to change your life for the better because you just have to survive that day. Um, Something you said was, was really hit me when I was first learning lead generation, I actually didn't become good at it until I became a savage closer as well. And, and my, by the way, that's pretty damn savage. You walk into a Walmart, hey, yes. drive me over to my gym and I'll close you, right? Like who would do that? Nowadays, they'd put you in jail for that. Um, yeah. But at the time, I, I felt fortunate. I actually had a um, bad driving record for a while and I got hired by a company called Solar City that was later bought by Tesla. And those guys didn't want to let me drive their cars because my my driving record was so bad. So they had to let me drive my own car because they didn't trust me to drive theirs. And I was getting their horrible leads from Home Depot and they were paying me like, really, really crappy money. So I ended up finding a way to generate my own leads by posting in local buy-sell groups because I had no money for, for paid traffic. So I just made a little funnel. I think it was it was some free software I used or a free trial. And I ended up getting like 100 leads my first weekend. And I closed like 20 deals. Wow. And the company was like, how are you doing this? So if you don't tell us how you're doing this, you're fired. You know, kind of like the same situation you yeah. were running into. And uh, anyway, long story short, Tesla bought SolarCity. They, they forced our arms in all kinds of ways we didn't like. But that was my first introduction into number one, sales can change my life. And number two, marketing, specifically digital marketing, can bring a lot of people to me instead of me going out and knocking on their doors. So, you know, for anybody out there that's listening that thinks things can't change, they can change and they can change very quickly. But you have to do something. You have to take action. You have to, if you have to learn sales, you have to learn sales. I mean, Lance went into Walmart and hustled people down and jumped in their car and they drove him to the gym. Now, I'm going to tell you that Lance is a big dude. And some people will think Lance is a scary dude, because Lance got a bald head and he got a big <laughs> yeah, beard. Man. He looks like he might beat you down because he's from the, from the streets of Jersey, right? If you don't know Lance, you might think that. So if Lance can do it, you know, I'm sure anybody can do it. And by the way, those people that were talking shit on you, saying, saying that you didn't look, you look horrible or whatever, you're actually one of the sharpest dressed guys I know now. I know that you're a big connoisseur of, of nicely tailored suits and I've seen some really cool pictures in, in that. So, um, Appreciate anyway, that, th- man. Th- thank you so much for sharing that part of your story with us. Now what I'd like to move on to is not only did you become successful in marketing, but you're actually one of the most successful marketers I know now what all the gurus and I'm this time saying in air quotes, gurus teach is you have to get one niche, you have to get an offer and you have to beat that niche and that offer into the ground. But you, you actually kind of went against that. You take like, as far as I've seen from you, you take like every niche there is. I've seen you do meat sales. I've seen you do gyms. I've seen you do a whole bunch of different. I've even seen you do e-commerce, I think.
2: Yeah, um, really big in did, e-commerce.
1: How, how did you end up doing so many different niches and why does it work for you when that doesn't work for so many people? Most people just get all out of sorts and if they don't have one niche, they, they just screw up
2: yeah so uh, that's that's a that's a really good question man um, you know back in the day when we were talking and we were talking about clients and stuff like that they, I had made a decision that I was going to and I, and I made this decision about you know anybody that I work with or anything I'm gonna look for quality of the person are they coachable Uh, you know do they do they care about people do they give a shit you know like things like that and i started prospecting that way instead of looking for a certain niche and you know the thing is with niches doing doing niches is great it can work you just got to make sure that you have like uh processes you know a a step-by-step kind of like your courses man your courses are like step-by-step you got to have that in your own systems and processes for those niche. So we, we like to use Asana and uh, I think you use, you use PipeDrive, right?
1: I actually switched over to Nifty. Nifty is, okay. is kind of like Asana. The only difference is, I got a lifetime deal on it from AppSumo. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you're so fine, you know, you know how I love those days. things.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, we just have, we have step-by-step processes. And the thing is with marketing, man, is like, there's the, the, psychology and the principles are always the same, no matter what you do, you know? And if you know how to market and sell, you can do anything. And so you take that same offline thing, you know, that same offline uh, selling to someone offline, going out and getting a lead, you know, building rapport with them, following up with them. It's the same thing online. It's the same exact thing. No matter what niche it is, it's, you're doing the same exact thing. And so I just applied that, and um, you know we really look for where someone is, how much they're currently spending, and like what kind of person they are. You know that's the biggest thing for me is what kind of person are they? Are they? What are? What is their belief system? Right? Because you're you're gonna have two different types of people in a lot of cases. You're gonna have some people that their belief system is that they're gonna fail no matter what, right? And they and it's this underlying subconscious thing they don't even know that's there. And guess what they're going to do? It does not matter what you do or what they do. They are going to confirm that belief. You know, it's just like religion or anything else. You're going to confirm whatever you believe in. So we look for people who are, want to succeed no matter what, because guess what? They are going to succeed no matter what, you know? And those are the people we like working with because they're coachable they will pretty much, and everything that we tell them, man, my philosophy is the same as yours. We only tell them stuff that has already working, right? We don't just make shit up and like, you know, I know you're like big on that. We tell them, Hey, this is what is working. This is, you know, this is what the data says. This is what we need to do. Obviously we test and stuff like that. And we just follow that. And we want people who can follow that and be coachable, who want to succeed, not people who are like hell bent on proving that they're (laughs) proving someone wrong or like proving that they're going to fail because they have this belief that it doesn't work, you know, that it's never going to work out for them. And they just stay stuck, man. They stay, their business stays stuck at that revenue. And those are the people that you see going from, Agency to agency to strategy to strategy to funnel. They're always looking for a new thing, man Instead of just going what's works and that's honestly that's really how I've done it it kind of it kind of happened on accident and um, You know, maybe one day we might niche down, but I really love working with e-commerce We got one client who uh, just did a million in e commerce in the last like four months. I really like working with coaches Um, You know though, I would say those are probably our two main ones but like, I really like, there's some people that they reach out to me and I'm like, man, I really like this guy like that. Or I really like this girl like that. I think they're awesome. I really think their brand is really awesome. They fit all the requirements. I'm going to work with them. And we just apply the principles.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on all accounts. And, and just to circle back to you, were talking about how a lot of these courses that you take, like they don't have an endpoint, right? And you were talking about how mine do. The reason why My my methods and my theories and everything I do ended up where they are is because I took all those courses, and I and I got to the end and I was like, cool, what do I do now? And they're like, well, you can pay us ten thousand dollars to join the mastermind and we'll tell you what to do next, right? So I make sure that everything I do, whether it's a coaching call, whether it's a course, whether it's anything at all that I do, there is an action step to take next, which will lead you to another level of success. And I think anybody who's not doing that for you is being pretty disingenuous, no matter how talented they are, because they don't have your best interest at heart. And I know guys like me and you, we have people's best interests at heart. And I think a lot of the reason for that is, is because we do come from some pretty beat down backgrounds, man. We yeah. know how it is where people literally, in some cases, literally kicking you in the ribs while you're down, you know, which really sucks. Uh, another thing that I love about you, Lance, is you're a mindset guy. Every time I see you reply to something in a group or even on your own posts, you're, you're always relating it back to mindset. And how, I just wanted to, was curious, like, how did you get into mindset so much? Because I know you were in a, you were kind of in a low place and you had to build that up pretty much from nothing. How, how did, how did you evolve that?
2: Yeah, I, I you know, I would say, um, I would say really the mindset stuff. So, I mean, my dad said a lot of things to me when I was younger that, you know, I, I really didn't understand until I was in my thirties or whatever. That's kind of how it goes, I, I guess. And, um, and he was kind of a, he was kind of a hard guy, man. I, I think he was just doing his best, you know, cause he was dude, imagine having a kid at 15. That's not even yours, you know? And, um, so there were some things that he told me about never giving up, you know, obviously the time that, you know, around the time that you and I grew up in, it was all about, you know, never give up. I watched Rocky, I watched stuff like that. Right. So I kind of had that ingrained in me a little bit. But um, I saw a video, I, I, I had this little like, um, I don't know, I think it was like a government phone or like a, a phone that I paid for monthly. I had like a little card or something, I don't remember. But I, I was walking to work one day and I saw this Tony Robbins video where he was talking about life will pay whatever price you ask. And he's talking about how he saw this homeless guy and he offered to give him money. And he basically said, how much do you want? And the guy was like, I'll just I just want one quarter and he had all these dollar bills He had like three hundred dollar bills and the guy just wanted one quarter and for me man that like resonated with me a lot I'm like life will pay you whatever price you ask. And so I started getting into all this mindset stuff and um, I don't know I honestly from there, you know, I, I took Dale Carnegie. I got into other other coaching programs I've always been really big about reading psychology And stuff like that and and the thing is you're only going to go as far as what your mindset allows you you know you you have you have this um we have a we have two different systems we have a system that's conscious and we have a system that's unconscious and guess which one runs the show not your conscious system it's your subconscious system so it's it runs in the background and you don't even know it's there so it's like your computer has all these things running in the background, you don't even know they're there. So you can close out programs and stuff like that. But if you get a virus inside of your background stuff and all your registry and all that, I don't know a lot of computer stuff, but I know you get a virus, you can't even see it and you're screwed. And the same thing happens with our minds, This the stuff that we believe, the things that are underneath, maybe from things that have happened in the past and stuff like that, it, it'll screw you. It'll screw you. And, uh, I know we've had lots of conversations cause you have very similar beliefs about law of attraction and, uh, and stuff like that, you know, and you are always talking about that too. And it's, it's easy to say like, oh man, that shit is like, you know, it's, it's not real or whatever, but dude, it, it really is. Everything's connected and we really do create our own reality. And, um, that's, that's one thing about, about marketing and sales. You are literally taking, something that doesn't exist. And then you're creating it. Like you're, you're putting something out that you can't see and then you're creating it. And, uh, you know, the, just those things along the way just really affected me. And I started like really studying psychology, like hardcore and dude, I've, I've done so many different programs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that fully answers your question. No, that's
1: that's great, man. So you know, before we move on to to the the last part of this, um, I I just want to ask you, like, if you put yourself back in your own shoes, back when you were just getting started at this thing, and there's somebody out there listening, because a big chunk of my audience is people who are like, "Dude, I'm screwed. What do I do next?" Right? You know, you know, that's my target market because that's what I related to. That's how I found you. Um, Yeah. what What would be your personal advice to somebody in that position? What would you say? Look, this is what you do next.
2: I mean, for me, I don't know, some people might consider this dangerous advice, but I, I would say, you know, at some point you have to choose and you have to decide if if you're in a place where you're like, you know, you feel like you're screwed and you feel like you don't know what's going to happen next. You haven't fully decided yet. And what I did was I fully decided that it, You know, I went through all these days and nights where I was on this teeter totter and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, oh my gosh, everything's going to go to hell. Oh, maybe it could work, you know, and you do this up and down thing. And for me, dude, I just decided, you know, when I, when I invested with you, that was like my last dollars. I I had no other money, man. I was embarrassed. I didn't even want to, like, I didn't want to tell you or anything. I was like, gosh, I hope I don't get on this call and he tries to sell me a bunch of other shit, which he didn't. And, um, cause I, I was so embarrassed. And what I did was I just decided this is what I'm doing. I don't care, you, you know, what's going to happen. I don't care what I'm going to go through. It's going to happen, you know? And that's what I did, man. And, and the advice that I would give somebody is one, decide to find a way to invest in somebody, not just anybody. But somebody who's legit, get, find somebody who has done what you want to do, or they're 10 steps ahead of you and invest in that. And, um, I know that's probably hard for some people to hear, it, you know, it was hard for me to hear that. I, I heard it all the time. You know, that's people were preaching that, but dude, it's, it's really the truth, man, because that money that I spent, and that, that was a huge turning point for me, that money that I spent I I think I did like six K that month, which I had never done six thousand dollars, which now it's like that's not that's nothing, man. But at that time I had never even made like that much on my own before. Like I had made, you know, I made money like that at sales jobs, but I had never done that myself. And then after that I started having 10K months, 20k months, 30k months, and it just kept going. And you know, I, I would I would say decide, and then invest in someone who's legit, like find somebody, follow them. Um, you're, you're a great example. Uh, find somebody who is, who can actually explain to you. Don't just hire anybody, but someone who can actually explain to you like what they do. They can share, Hey, this is what I do and do it as, as soon as you can, because it's, it really is, it is a I hate to use this word, fast track, but it really is because someone else has already figured that stuff out. They've already been through what you've been through. Make it, make something, decide and invest.
1: Yep. I, I completely agree with you. Once I started making good money myself, I started hiring coaches who were just like you said, at least 10 steps ahead of me because that was cutting my learning curve by three, six, nine, twelve 12 months in some cases. Like Anytime I have a new software that I just do not have time to learn, I will just pay somebody, teach this to me, right? And let's get on a call and do it. And by the way, brother, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that you spent your last dollars with me. And for anybody out there that's listening that, that coaches people, you have to take this shit seriously because I did not know Lance was spending his last money with me. And, and by the way, at the time, I didn't even charge that much money. Yet, yeah. still <laughs> spending it. He was still spending his last dollars with me, which is nuts. We have a massive responsibility that if we're if people entrust themselves with us, we have to come through with them with at least what we tell them we're going to do. You know, and in my case, I was just saying, Lance, I can jump on a call and I can show you how to do this, 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 and this. And I was able to show Lance how to do that. But my God, probably if you would have told me, bro, this is my last money, I probably wouldn't have taken it. And here's the yeah. key though. I'm glad you didn't. And I'm glad you paid because if you didn't pay, you wouldn't have got as much out of it. And I can't tell you how many times where I have a lot of friends in the marketing community and I still pay them every single time I need something because I know I won't get skin in the game and I know I'm not respecting their, their time and all the effort that they put into creating that, that thing that they're teaching me. So if anybody's out there, pay somebody. Make sure you have skin in the game. I tell this to my clients all the time. They always, I have people all the time, maybe I'll pay, can you do this for free and I'll pay you at close? No, I won't do that. You don't have skin in the game. You're not going to do it. You're not going to work it. And it goes the same for me and you probably if you didn't pay me that money, you know, that that last bit you had, you probably wouldn't have been so motivated to work hard to make it work, you know, and it just really is what it is.
2: So it's it's an energy exchange.
1: It really is, brother. And and, and I can't tell you how humbled I am to hear you say that. I I know you said it a couple of times before, but it's just extremely humbling. And thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, So before we go, I I do want to give people an opportunity to learn more about you. I don't know if you're taking more clients, but if you are taking more clients. I can't tell the people who are listening how wholeheartedly I endorse my friend Lance. Not only will Lance get you results in most cases better than me, which is pretty cool. And who's going to tell you that, right? Who's going to tell you I'm a marketer, but this marketer will probably kick ass a little better than me in some of these places. Not only will he get you results, but he will get your mindset straight and he will tell you straight up no bullshit. So if you're somebody who cries, if somebody tells you no no bullshit stuff, you don't want to talk to Lance. But how can people get in touch with you, Lance, if they want to learn more about you?
2: Uh, you can go to three lg slash schedule. Now. Um, we also have a, uh, we have a short video presentation where you can kind of see, you know, how we run ads and what type of ads we use and stuff like that. And I, I, I think, um, you, you said, you saying that's pretty bold, man, you get pretty damn good results. So you get really good results and they're, they're predictable.
1: I appreciate that. You know, I, we've come to have a really good mutual, you know, respect and we can be honest with each other. And I really appreciate that about you. But guys, um, if you don't take anything else to heart that that you heard Lance say today, please take to heart that you just have to, you have to get skin in the game. You have to go all -all in. You have to make a decision because until you make a decision, that's it. You're not going to, you're not going to make any changes. I can tell you from my life experiences, I was I was a victim and Lance talks about this all the time. I was a victim for probably like five years crying and whining to myself about everything. And then when I made a decision, everything changed for me. And I can tell you the same thing happened for Lance. So Lance, thank you so much again, brother, for coming on to the Lee King podcast. I look forward to having you back and and I look forward to being friends with you for the rest of my life.
0: You've been listening to the Lead King Podcast with Russ Ward. Russ Ward has been through everything. Losing houses, money, a wife, sued by the NFL, tax liens, and through it all has risen from the ashes. Yes. The Lead King Podcast covers tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business, acquire clients, and of course, get results. But more than that, we talk about the mindset that's required to endure the frustrations, the failures, and the setbacks of growing a marketing agency. You can reach out to Russ by phone at 813-278-7040. Email Russ at Russ Ward at theleadking.com. on Facebook at The Lead King and on Instagram at lead king digital marketing and the website is the leadking.com if you want to grow your digital marketing business from nothing to 10k a month and beyond and if you want to learn how some of the best in the business did it you're in the right place till next time this is the lead king podcast signing off